I've been watching The Crown on Netflix because I hate myself, and and like I just love to to like just yeah. Hate on I don't the the Margaret Thatcher. Oh, you did you watch it? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, I didn't know you watched it. Of oh, that's course. awesome. Uh, with Margaret Fat- Thatcher, there were about three scenes that I paused, reversed back, and just listened to her again, just to be more enraged. Your party has won the election. It is my very great pleasure to invite you to form a government in my name. Congratulations, Prime Minister. Thank you, Mum. I'm assuming no women. Women? In cabinet. Oh, certainly not. Well, not just because there aren't any suitable candidates, but I have found women in general tend not to be suited to high office. Oh, why is that? Well, they become too emotional. Like, I gotta say, though, why why they make Margaret Thatcher hot? Margaret Thatcher. No, no, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> Gillian Anderson was an odd choice. Yes, I, I guess, I, I guess, I, yeah, <laughs> that's still too funny. But maybe she was just, maybe she was still the best choice. You know, maybe she's still auditioned. She, she the definitely best. has it down, but like, it's just. <laughs> Man, why are Jillian Anderson? Like, I was like, what? I mean, gosh, all that show does is make me hate everybody with money. Everybody in that show just like, oh, look, I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say is, like, you know, Brits, I'm sorry, Brits, you can never criticize the United States because as much as bad as we are, at least we don't have a goddamn monarchy, right? That you pay. The taxpayers pay. You pay them to literally live luxurious lives completely disconnected from you. That is the most ridiculous thing that you actually are giving a budget. Say what you want about the French. They figured out what you're supposed to do with the monarchy. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Figured out the proper way to deal with money. The French handled it. Just no shing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They say, yeah, yeah, not today. <laughs> well, so, so one thing I remember when Jeremy Corbyn was running for prime minister, right? Like he yeah. had to come out and he had to disavow his previous statements because, like, back when he was a super lefty in the nineties, he was like, "Ah, if if Labor gets in power, we're going to have to get rid of the monarchy." And he had to disavow these statements and say, no, I'm always loyal to the queen. It's like, it's like your country is ridiculous. You realize uh-huh. that's a ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, mean, and I here's, think... here's another thing. So there's a party in parliament, you know, Sinn Féin, who is an Irish nationalist party. Their, their, their goal is, you know, their goal has always been a separation of, of Ireland from Britain um, and their left wing. Um, and they've always won seats in parliament for a hundred years, but they've never actually taken their seats. Yeah. Um, and when Jeremy Corbyn was running, they almost did. They like showed up, but they were told to take their seat- seats. They had to swear an uh, 
oath of loyalty to the, to the crown. Oh God! So they did, they just were like, nope. Right. Yeah. Good for them. Like it's just I don't know. It's like a ridiculous. But like, but for the record, I think that's badass that they didn't sit down. Oh, oh absolutely! <laughs> no, that was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. But like, imagine like, oh no, to sit at your seats, you're gonna have to swear loyalty to the crown. You are. Like I didn't see that in the fine print. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that. Sorry, sorry, Corbin, you're on your own. Show me the goddamn. Show me the goddamn contract. I want to see that contract. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just, I don't know. Like, what a ridiculous, what a ridiculous institution. Yep. Yeah. No, you're right. And I, uh, I don't think I really uh, conceptualized that until just now. Like, like I, I, I've been too, I've been too busy being aghast at everything else going on in this show. But you're right. Just the whole idea like, of a government-funded monarchy that doesn't really do anything but you and they actually kind of hate your guts they hate the people's guts and you give them money to be in a place where they can continue to hate people's guts and have no consequence i don't know just like the royal weddings and stuff it's just like how many families could live in those in, in, in uh in in those castles that they have right like what could they actually do with those things like my lord and you, you and you don't even just do it in one country. You do that for like a bunch of different places. Like who the hell are you? <laughs> like, yeah, like like say what you want about the Saudi royal family, but they actually have roles. I mean, like they have. I mean, these two, these they, they, they actually have roles in government. Like the, this, like the right. queen, Queen Elizabeth doesn't actually do anything. She's on vacation 24-7. She literally has a life of vacation. People have bought her house. She's renting it out all day long. No matter where she goes, she's pretty much renting out a house from the government. Be like, hey, yo, I'm going to go look at some look at some freaking horses today. Like, like, what is going on? <laughs> just, like, what are we doing here? Like, now I have some cucumber sandwiches. Like, hey, listen, if I'm them, I'm saying to themselves, hey, listen, by the time... Meghan Markle is old enough. The entire world have changed, and they might actually kill us. So we're gonna like, because like, I'm guessing the reason why Parliament won't ever think about putting a vote to like dissolve the monarchy, they are probably just waiting for a chance where the entire population says, "Yeah, this monarchy monarchy thing is garbage," which. I'm guessing they're saying, all right, well, you got to get the the young people who care about this this crap, which pretty much is right before the millennials. Like, we got to let for all those people to die. All the boomers, all the boomers got to die. And then we'll think about getting rid of the monarchy because there's too many people who are like, who love that whole thing. Princess Die started indoctrinating a lot of people back into being, like, being into monarchies. Like, so, like, I would think, take about, 60 years okay okay well she, she was awesome though all right no, she was awesome but people loved the whole monarchy aspect. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, that's it's basically like like okay she <laughs> you went a little too far <laughs> yeah <laughs> Diana actually was actually being cool and that was a problem like you gotta be boring like everybody else you gotta do absolutely nothing yeah no so yeah but at the same time though do you know what would do a lot more good than than her Taking all that money and spending it on social programs that, that allows her to live her luxurious life. I mean, yeah, but she doesn't do it by like via auction. Like, like she's got to auction off everything. Like, what's she gonna like? I don't know what their salary actually looks like. 
I, I don't know either. I just know it's it's ridiculous, and you know, right? right. It's it was, like, it was, like the, the I, show itself, the drama surrounding it, and the history is so engrossing. The conversations between the monarchs and the prime ministers about the future of their country um, is, to me, like like fantastic. Um, right. And you know, there's the relationships between them, between the the people that represent the people and the people that represent the the institution of the nation, which is the monarchy, um, is, is a very interesting dynamic, yeah. and, and a fascinating dynamic. And you know, um, as a student of history, it's something I I appreciate very much. But when you, you break it down, the, the institution of the monarchy is just absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> yep hey this is fascinating why the hell is it happening <laughs> <laughs> like yeah that's that's, that's kind of my point like it's just like yeah, wow Good evening, everybody. It's Derek and Tom here with Progressive hey, Milford. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, you guys. We're here. We're back. It's been a while. And yeah, uh, a while here we been. are in uh, December 23rd. We have a new so, president-elect. Right? But if you actually think about it, the reason why it's t- December 23rd and not like December 17th or any other day between the last podcast and, and, and now it's because even though I do have to work tomorrow, I'll be off until Monday. Well, no, it's because it's Festivus and we're airing our grievances. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. And that's what it is? <laughs> it's, well, an air, it's the annual airing of grievances. <laughs> it's, it's a time that I have time to actually edit this thing. Which is know, I'll, actually have a, I'll actually have a few moments to... Uh, before Monday, get this thing out because we've actually recorded like maybe two or three episodes yeah, that just, never have aired. We have, we've both lived such busy lives that you know by the time we get to editing it, like new shit <laughs> it's dated, it's dated. It's new like, things happen. Like, I think wait, the last one we were talking about, like, oh man, like, is Biden gonna actually win? Like, <laughs> like we didn't know well, that no, no, finished counting the votes yet. We're probably talking about like, is Trump actually going to bomb Iran? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, and then we realize, oh no, actually, Rudy Giuliani has ink going down his face. Like every yeah, five yeah. seconds, is something brand new. So yeah, like, we, we go through. Dated. We should make a. We should make like a clip show. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> at at this moment, we were thinking this. <laughs> check out Four Seasons landscaping. <laughs> 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 like before before there was an active coup in the government we're, we're, we're talking about we're, four landscaping we're gonna change our name to the internet explorer podcast i was i was busy being angry at the fact that the that congress uh was had passed a a new um military budget but like if if we had done, so that happened like two weeks two weeks ago I maybe think our last well so our our episode so dated that uh, I, think, I think we were talking about Congress not passing a stimulus pack. Oh, wait, actually, right. that happened. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that, one's, that one's time. But that's enough. the thing. That's the thing. Like, they actually haven't really done it yet. Yeah. 
And yet so many other things have happened between now and then that it feels dated. And yet it's somehow relevant. We're like, still at the same, we're still at the same like actual de jure point. We should really think about that as being like, hey, maybe everything in the middle is actual bullshit. <laughs> you know, like, like nothing actually mattered. Okay, because what we really my, needed is a freaking here, stimulus pack. Here is my prediction for 2021, right? Yeah, yeah. Donald Trump leaves the White House. He walks on his into, own. He walks into an NBC studio. He yeah. starts recording The Apprentice. Uh huh. And and you know it becomes a top show on the air because. You know, everybody wants to watch Donald Trump's post presidency apprentice. If that ha- if that were to happen, and like the the ratings for the the new apprentice was like absolutely bonkers, then that's the biggest win for. Maybe if I had another chance, I would give another chance to you. Ooh. If I make another wish, I wish for a wish for you, for you. Hey. The thing is, though, you know, with Trump leaving and Biden coming in, there's been a lot of questions about what progressives' role mm-hmm. might be in this new administration. What progressives' role is right now, um, and I think it's it's important that we, you know. That, that word progressives tossed around so much nowadays. Absolutely. Right. It, it's anyone can be progressive. It's the hot word now. You know, hot and word. also people people use it as a way to uh detract from people also, you know, hey, you're not a progressive. You you aren't, you know. Um, and I think it's important to define the word itself, right? I agree. Yeah. Like like what makes someone a progressive? What, what at what point are you in the club? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a good question because I think a lot of people, I think just subconsciously they ask that. You know, I think they people want to know because, like for you and I, like we 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 know it because we not only research it but we feel it in our in our veins, right? And yeah. and for but for other people, like that's just not that's just not the case. Like they're they don't care about politics that much. And so for them, they're like, what does that even mean, progressive? So yeah, yeah, what is a progressive, you know? And I think for 2020, being a progressive is someone who is who's who's completely trying to um respect humanity, you know? Like everybody is precious. Everybody's got got a heart and everybody deserves a chance to live amazing ain't it how we made it and didn't fake it life's a disguise the truth is butt naked used to be a time i see it and i say it now i understand the woke folks is playing ain't no revolution is televised and digitized you've been hypnotized and twitterized by silly guys due to the evening news make sure you ill advised got you celebrating the generators of genocide so i mean i think it's also like freedoms that you don't want to infringe, you know, you don't want to infringe your freedoms on, a, on other uh, other freedoms, you know. Um, I mean, you're always trying to work to help others. Like that's, I think that's what you're looking for when you when you're talking about a progressive. They're they're people who are actively trying to help the fellow man. Yeah. And that take that that there's there's obviously a different different avenues people want to take to get to that. Um, 
but I think just the general idea is we want to give some uh, dignity to every single human being that we possibly can. I mean, I came up with a definition that I like. All right. You don't mind? Um, yeah, let's hear it. Progressives believe in the power of government to improve society and curb capitalism's worst excesses. Believe in liberty in the positive sense. Strongly support human rights, not bound by color of one's skin, creed, gender identity, or sexual orientation, and desire to secure a basic level of economic security for all. We wish to move the United States in the direction of social democracy and away from the unchecked corporate oligarchy, which it currently is. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's, that's, that's exactly it. You know, what's beautiful about it is that you laid it out, like with every single um, cate- category. And it just, it's all encompassing. Like it literally, what you're saying is everybody. We all make sure that everybody. And it's interesting, you know, because the, the history of progressivism in the United States is, it sort of arose at the end of the 1800s um, as a reaction to modernity. The modern world had created a series of, of contradictions and, and ills in society. And this movement arose to sort of fight it or, or, right. or improve, improve the world. They believed right. in, a, in progress. You know, that's literally the root of the word, progress. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because it, it drew, drew from prior traditions, the labor movement, um, the agrarian populist movement. It, it drew from these, these and it, it became the name for the era, progress, the progressive era. That's literally what we call in history, the era from, from 1897 to, to 1933. Um, and, you know, there's a point in 1912 where every single candidate running for every party called themselves a progressive. Um, but, I mean, since then, we've kind of, the, the idea of progressivism has waned quite a bit. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think what, what we're watching right now is a resurgent progressive movement um, driven by people like Cory Bush, AOC, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Jamal Bowman, Ed Markey. Um, it's Mondaire a large. Jones. What? Mondaire Jones. Mondaire Jones. Andrea Jones, Rashida Tlaib, Ilan Omar, um, Ayanna Presley, among others. I mean, yeah, I will, I'll even say Katie, Katie Porter, you know? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, and, and that's the thing. The progressives are a large coalition, you know? It has people right. who are, who are dyed-in-the-wool socialists um, to middle-class liberals who, who want to see society drastically improved. Um, to the organized labor movement of, of the working class people seeking better conditions. And it especially includes historically marginalized people, um, people seeking right. to end, an end to the system which has oppressed and disadvantaged them. Um, through- I will say playing, in, playing inside baseball, like you saying that about, about minorities, like that is, I feel like very fleeting in, the progressive movement right now like think true progressivism takes that as a something that is very important and i think what i see from progressives right now is they like to push that to the side 
and mm -hmm. I don't want to detract from the state from from what we're talking about, but um, but I just want to make sure. I well, no, I think it, I think it's an important thing to bring up, um, you know, because because that's the thing, the the definitions we just talked about, um, and the definitions we we gave of who all progressives are, you know, it casts a wide net, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's, it's a large scale movement. Um, and there are those that, that seek to divide it up and, and are seeking to, you know, make it an inside club, <laughs> you know, of one part of the coalition or another. <laughs> it's like, if you try to make it a clubhouse, you're, you're, you're keeping people out. <laughs> right well and that's that's the thing and, and you know true progressivism doesn't allow that like and like it's a it's literally like was it a marketplace of ideas like anybody should be able to come in well oh, look so like some of the things we want you know we want money out of politics we want yeah. medicare for all we want yeah. a green economy the green new deal uh, among other things but this is all seeking to improve society you know um and there's many different ways to achieve this there's many different roles for people to play um we're not when you're trying to com constantly shrink you know who's on our side yeah um it, it you're not going to achieve any of these things um and, you know, I get it. Like I said, progressives have been fighting a 50-year losing battle of conservatism. Um, the Democratic Party declined from its New Deal peak and has drifted steadily to the right. Um, we, we just had a, a president who was <laughs> objectively a fascist. Right. Uh, and it, it seems that there are too many who, in opposition to him, who are trying to bring knives to a gunfight, who just are, are totally outclassed in many ways um, and don't understand the nascent fascism that they're dealing with. So progressives have a lot of reason to be angry. Yep. But we need to, to stay angry at our true enemies. Um, yep you stay angry you know and, and who our enemies are like i said what would be dictators like trump people that are seeking to undermine democracy itself they're using them as shields but we're fighting a very politically correct war yeah. well we see that the happening other thing in the is with the terrorists you have to take out their families when you get these terrorists you have to take out their families they they care about their lives don't kid yourself Mr. but they trump. say they don't care about their lives you have to take out their families um, quote unquote moderates who seek to derail progressive progress, um, often for self serving reasons. If, if you receive a ton of money from the insurance lobby, you have definite reason to oppose Medicare for all. Um, Medicare for all may sound good, but it's actually not good policy, nor is it good politics. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. A hundred. 
you have Republicans move, trying to move on from Trump and embrace this working class message. People like Josh Hawley and Marco Rubio who have put working class language in their pitches lately. The most important thing that Congress can do is to send direct assistance checks to every working family who needs them. $1,200 for individuals, $2,400 for couples, and 500 bucks for every kid. That's what we did back in March. Every senator voted for it. The president is the one who led the charge for it. He supports that again. That's what we should do. Here's what I'm going to do. If Congress cannot agree in the next couple of days, today I'm introducing a bill for direct payment to working families, I will go to the floor and ask for an up or down vote on direct assistance to families. Um, they're trying to, they've, they've realized the shift that sort of happened in many of these districts and, is, and they're trying to uh, use it to their advantage. And, and then they're, what? Mistake. Their messaging is not a mistake. No, no, it's, it's clear. They, they see a path here. They see the shifts that happened in 2020 towards Trump exactly. and they realize we need to become the working class party. Yep. Um, and it scares me <laughs> because if, oh, if they succeed, holy, holy hell. <laughs> like if they succeed on getting working class to side with them and they are disingenuous, they are not, they are not the people who are looking to, to bring you the progressive message. They are just looking to, well, you, you know, I, Something I found interesting, Marco Rubio tweeted his, you know, he was, he was talking about how much he hates Biden's nominees, which, hey, you know, a lot of his nominees for, for the cabinet I'm not enthused with either. But his reasoning was they're all people with Ivy League degrees and fancy from fancy universities. Yep. You know, we need more people that understand working class struggle. Yep. Um, I've never heard a Republican talk like that before, you know. Um, yeah. They're clearly trying to shift the messaging. It, 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 it scares the hell out of me, to be frank. Um, so, yeah. They're, they're, not, they're not doing, like, they're doing with Rubio and Holly. Now, up until recently, Holly was not a big name. So, Holly's a kind of a new name. Yep. So, so, they possibly could be just testing out, testing it out with him to see how it, how it works. But it's working. Yeah, like it's not. It hasn't been. A, hasn't been a. Hasn't fallen flat on its face. It sounded good to progressives. What Polly's saying, that should that is scary, because when they get when they get their tests back and they see that Michael that uh, not Michael that uh, Josh Hawley's messages is resonating, they're gonna they're gonna try to capitalize that and use that going forward. Yeah, like it's. Don't fall for the trick, <laughs> like, but people are going to fall for the trick. And hey, Democrats, maybe we should run to the left of Holly. Yep. Like yeah. maybe that would be a good message to, to put no, out there. Absolutely, and and that's that's the thing. We we're ceding all this fertile populist political ground to the Republican Party. Exactly. Um, we're just letting them take it, and it's to the detriment of the country, really. But but that brings me to the fourth enemy I see. Um, and that is grifters who, who are seeking to stoke outrage against other progressives. I don't care if Cory Bush just got elected and fucking uh, Jamal Bauman and the squad and it, it's, they're, that they're there. They're there to fake you out. Progressives inside the Democratic Party are there to fuck you up and fake you out. They're not there to help you. 
So this idea that somehow add to the heft of the progressive caucus is just a pipe dream because you now you have six people or seven people who are kind of progressive inside the Democratic Party. What that does is gives a false signal to workers that the, there's them, the Democratic Party is an opposition party. It is not. They are there to give you the false impression that it is. Yeah, um, there are people. There, it's a cottage industry of Twitter hot takes, um, and and you know, clickbait that uh, of people that are are trying to take that that rightful outrage, that righteous outrage, uh, and turn it on other people who who are part of the team. I right. mean, look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say never criticize those who are in power. Obviously. If, if you get a, a representative elected on the pretenses of fighting for something and you think they should fight for it more and you want to write them to your yep. blue in the face, yep. um, go for it. That, that's what they're there for. Absolutely. But when you are spending most of your energy attacking the few progressives in the legislature we have, and that's where your, your main energies are focused, you have, to, you have to ask what is really going on here. Yeah. Right. What's the point? Like I like I don't I don't know. Like if I if it was the Red Sox versus the Yankees, and I'm like, all right, we guys, hey guys, like listen, Big Poppy and, and Manny, we're going against Mike Messina tonight. We gotta try to hit hit ourselves. Like you gotta make sure we don't hit into double play, and we gotta like try to maybe go out one off the wall. Like we gotta do what we gotta do. I'm we're playing the Yankees. I'm not. I am not side with the Yankees at all. So yeah. I'm not going to start before David Ortiz goes to bat, start criticizing him and telling him how bad he is. Like, no, he's doing the work. <laughs> like, he's not the bad guy. Like, that's not the bad guy. Like, the, I don't know. I, I don't know. That, that, this whole, that whole thing has is, is made me real suspect on a lot of things. I'm like, listen, how many times have we heard, don't talk bad about the sisters? About, like, like, how many times have we heard, like, don't talk, like, like these people, like these women have gone through a whole lot to get to where they're at. Like, and then you have like they have experience in all these fields and they are proving everyone wrong on a daily basis. They are proving all the naysayers wrong on a daily basis. And then they go, then I'm gonna hear people talk turn around and say that yeah, they're not they're not actually progressive, they're not actually fighting for progressive values and, and well, they're it's actually not even just it's not even just because they're not progressive. It's their, the implication that they are uh, 
the, the thing I can't stand is the implication of bad faith. Right. Um, like, oh, if they wanted to, if they actually wanted this, they would do that. Like, the idea that they are they are secretly opposing this stuff and they're not actually, um, like, look, if you want to discuss strategies and tactics to try to get something, that's one thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you want to say, hey, this is the best way to do it. I think you're wrong in this. Okay, that's a discussion we can have. But when you say, "Oh, you're not doing this because you're you've sold out to the corporations," right? Um, you know, again, you're you're shrinking the team. You're shrinking the coalition. You're shrinking it to a few angry ideologues who aren't going to be effective at all. Um, can I just say? That is December 23rd, 2020 right now. And we're talking about infighting within the progressive movement. And honestly, I think a month or two from now, this will completely be irrelevant because we'll have much, much bigger things to worry, be worrying about. Um, so like with that being said, I, I think that this whole conversation, which I've been telling myself over and over and over again, it doesn't really matter. And I know it might, I know I, and I say it doesn't really matter. Like, like you and I together aren't going to change this. This is what's going to happen. We're going to have a lot of people who are more concerned about just fighting than they are concerned about doing what we can do and fighting for progressive values and, and stuff. Like, I feel like people, I feel like no matter what you and I say right now, obviously it's not going to, I, I know we're highlighting it, which is good for people who don't, who might not know what's going on. But I think in a month or two from now, we're not even going to be talking about it because we're going to have a bunch of bigger things that, that, that are happening that we're frustrated and angry about. Um, and I mean, I don't, I'm not going to, we're not saying names. And in a few months, maybe people won't even know like who the hell we're talking about, but like, yeah, no, they're not helpful. They definitely seem like they are out for their special interests. But in the grand scheme of things, they're not they're just provocateurs that aren't going to win anything. And the real the real idea is uh we started this podcast talking about um a stimulus package and here we are doing a podcast right before the possibility of getting a big stimulus package or a decent sim a reasonable sim uh, stimulus package. Those are the things that actually matter right now because people are losing their homes, right? People are losing their homes. People are people aren't able to feed feed themselves. I've seen lines from like a mile long of people going to a food bank, and like that is what is pressing right now in, in 2020. Um, so yeah, we do have enemies, but we got some small potato enemies. You know, like I'm not worried about the dudes who are trying to say that AOC isn't progressive enough no they can kick rocks that i saw i saw the soles of her shoes when she was campaigning in 2018 she wore through those things now no no corporate uh person is doing that to their shoes you know like i saw what her family had to do in order for her to get an education i know what she had to do in order for her to like to make just to make ends meet by being a bartender. Like I know that that's not someone who is corporate friendly. She's not sitting in the $5,000 uh, a month uh, condo unit in the middle of New York city 
during her during while she's in school. That's not her. Like, yeah, Congress gets a good paycheck now, but it's what got her to that point is the same thing as like someone like Cory Bush who has to go has to go thrift shopping to get clo- to wear clothes. Like that's what she does. She she can't go anywhere else. It's not a fad. It's not something that's interesting for her. She has to go thrift shopping. Like they living that experience, they're living that life. Like that is super important for a progressive message. And it's not something that you can just can. So anybody who's turning around and saying that people like AOC and Cory Bush are somehow not progressive and there's some kind of shill for corp- corporate America. Yeah, right. That tells that's so clear to me that you are actually uh, there for the right reasons. That so clearly tells me that you are a an, you're one of our progressive enemies, but you're still small potatoes because nobody in the right man actually gives that gives that shit credit. Like we move past that. Like, okay, okay, you're gonna pick a fight with AOC right now. You're not gonna pick a fight with Steve oh, with uh with Joe Manchin, are you? You're not gonna put pick a fight with Nancy Pelosi. Right, right. right. You're gonna put but you're gonna pick a fight with AOC. Huh. Like, sorry. You just you just showed your ass and you showed me that you're nothing. That, <laughs> that you're not there. You're not actual progressive when you say stuff like that. So I shouldn't really pay you much mind. And I've definitely given you way too much time on this podcast. <laughs> you know, for the little for the, for the few amount of minutes that we have to do these podcasts, I'm definitely giving a little bit too much time to that. <laughs> so yeah I was, so but but outside of those provocateurs we got some real enemies on the right those those leaders of of the senate those are the real enemies those are like, the ones look, who are look, really here, here's the thing like what i really don't think people understand is that the republicans realize you can you can just like phone everything in right um, you can, well, you can say, you can say that 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 the coronavirus is a hoax. You can say that the coronavirus doesn't kill more than the flu. You can say that the coronavirus is going to go away, or the coronavirus isn't actually killing anybody. The corona coronavirus is uh, just an impediment to the stock market, but nothing else. Don't worry about it. Don't wear a mask. Just go outside, have fun, have fun. Don't worry, none of that, none of that science that they're talking about actually matters. Like, just go ahead and do your thing. Like, they can go out there and say all of that. And then the first second that the vaccine comes out, they're the first MFers who are getting the vaccine. Like, they don't give a sh- <laughs> Like, they, they don't give it. They don't care. They can say all of that stuff and then they can get the vaccine right away because they know that that is real and they're going to save their own ass. I mean, with their free health care, they're going to save their own butt and then they're going to turn around and say, you don't get free health care. You don't even get a stimulus package and we don't and we don't care if COVID comes and gets you because we're telling you that it's fake, even though we're getting our vaccines. <laughs> like, yeah, you want to talk about some real evil? You want to talk about some real evil people? Some enemies? The Republicans. They are the enemies. I'm sorry if you're a Republican listening to this right now, but I'm laying it to you straight. This is what they're doing to you in the real time. In real time, they are telling you, you dumb idiot. I'm going to tell you this thing's a hoax, and I'm going to get the 
I'm going to get the vaccine with my health care that I don't want you to have. But you're too dumb to understand they, that. In, the, in this latest stimulus package, they doubled the congressional health care budget. Unreal. Unreal. They say we don't got money. I mean, what's his name? What, what, what's the dude's name? Uh, uh, not, not Purdue. Uh, who's the other dude? It was just uh, just they all they all blend together. <laughs> they all they're saying, you know, our budget, we're so much in debt. Have you seen the deficit lately? They say that with a straight face, knowing full well that they're the ones who've been doubling the debt. They're the ones who've been doing all of that, and they're gonna say now when we say, hey, can you at least give us something? You only give us six hundred bucks, which took forever to come in, by the way, but. You only gave us 600 bucks, and here we are six months later, and we're just asking, pleading, begging for 1200 We should be asking for 2000 a month, every single month, and retroactively paid. But we're not even doing that. We're just saying $1,200 one time, and y'all saying, you should be happy if we give you 600 for the last six months. <laughs> and, <that's, laughs> and they're like, they're just, just straight up like, and we're going to get the vaccine and uh, have fun out there. Okay. Okay. Those are the real enemies. That's that's I'm sorry. It's hard to work work around that. Those are the real enemies. Gun in the holster bit, right in the upholster it, somewhere right close to me, just in case the rollers be rolling on the G. My woman keep it in the hosiery. I'm known in my town and on strips where high rollers be. I'm up early where the money folders. This country was built. This country was founded on saying no taxation without representation. We don't like tyrants. We don't like people saying that we're going to tax you for tea that you even asked for. And this country is going to turn around and, and, and 200 years later be falling for this. Like we started, we started wars for less. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Well, like we started wars for less, man. <laughs> so like the, <laughs> Funniest thing ever, though, is how Trump just turned around and 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 threw it, like gave a big middle finger to McConnell, and that's like literally his only his only motive for doing it. Yeah, he just wanted yeah. to give a middle finger to McConnell. It's just at this point, like it's so it's still so shocking to realize that. There are people out there who are around Donald Trump right now thinking, yeah, 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 yeah. He, but he stabbed all those other guys in the back, but he'll never stab me in the back. Right. Like the like, Republican Party has done everything for him. Like they've done, they've, they've sabotaged themselves. Republican Party has left, has leveraged themselves out of being a part, possibly being a party in several years because of Trump. And the Trump turns around and says, you didn't do enough. I will destroy you on my way out because he's loyal to nobody but himself. Uh, that, that's the thing. Like, like, like why carry his water? Yeah. Like, why do it? 
because they all think they're better than the next guy. They thought they all think that they're the that somehow they have the brilliance to actually be Donald Trump's friend. Literally does not care about any of you. (laughs) He cares about none of them. Like, dude, Uh, Rudy Giuliani. Rather be Rudy Rudy Giuliani or or Chris Christie or any of these people who have gotten coronavirus just because they were around Donald Trump. And they have to... It's astounding. It's it's crazy, man. It, and I don't even like saying crazy. I was just saying wild. I won't be able to... But yeah, it's it's wild, man. It's, it's, it's wild. But yeah, so like we're saying, you got those grifters. Those grifters, those, those, those are enemies. We got the Republican Party. Like what we, like we were just talking about. Like those are our enemies. Moderates. You know, the ones like the near attendants out there that they say they're progressive, but they're not progressives. They're actually completely against progressives and they try at all costs on behalf of their donors and their, their, their corporations that they really work for. Like they, they derail us. They derail progressives. They're an enemy too. But I mean, Trump, like, those type of authoritarian wannabes, those guys who can get the populace, they can get people to support them off of. I'm just, I'm sick, of, I'm sick of this piece. That's, a, that's, a, that's one of the biggest enemies out there. The guy that can corral a bunch of people into believing that they are somehow better than other people. Well, well the idea that, oh, there's lots of people like, huh, Trump, I love when Trump's accidentally left. It's like he's never accidentally left. He's always using empty rhetoric to incite the people's anger. It's like it's like what he does is he fills the void. Yeah. Like what like he like he's like, oh, you guys, you guys want someone to say that? Well, I'll say that because you guys on that side aren't smart enough to take advantage of it. I'll take advantage of it. When he signed that executive order to lower drug prices. The unprecedented reforms we're completing today are the direct result of the historic drug pricing executive orders I signed in July. Uh, Statutorily, we had to go through a very long process, and we got it done. I was very proud to have gotten this done. We were pushing it very hard, as we did with the vaccines and other things. Uh, The first action will save American seniors billions of dollars by preventing middlemen, famous middlemen, they call them, from ripping off Medicare patients with high prescription prices. Yeah. Go go find the executive order. Go find it for me. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. you can't because they never actually released the text of it to the public. Right. It's just exactly. a, it's just a trust me, guys. Right. And you know, I just it's, just a, thing, it's just a publicity stunt. And, and you know, liber- I know so many libertarians that support him and think he's the most libertarian president ever. How? This guy literally sponsored an uh, uh, unaccountable Gestapo to go around round, rounding people up and deporting them. Tom, that's that our that fault. Small government. Tom, that's our fault. People like you and I, we should be out there every day on social media telling people that. Because literally, like you're saying, my libertarian friends think that he's done all these great things, but you, but have we ever actually asked him for receipts? Like, tell me what he did. And they do all the time. Usually people just like stop. (laughs) 
they hem and haw, they be, or there's dead silent. They won't answer. And but what they do, but when they do answer, and it's on something that they heard, because a lot of them they don't do any research. Actually, they just hear things, and they say, "Well, he did this." Well, like you just said, did he actually do it? No, he just made an executive order that had emptiness inside of it. He never actually produced it. Trump does this all the time. He says, oh, I will eventually release my taxes when when the FBI or when, uh, excuse me, the IRS says that I can. It's like he just kicks that ball down the field. It's just he, what does that even mean? Right. He, he just does it all the time. Like, oh, oh, what was the last thing that he did? He said, just wait a couple of days. It's coming out soon. And, I'm, and it never came out. Like he does that all the time. He he pushes the ball away and then he distracts you again with some other BS so you, you forget about the fact that, like, hey, I'm supposed to be waiting on this thing that he said was going to happen this week, and it just never happened. Like, what's going on? Like, he has he is great at that. Like, oh, just come back to me on Friday. Like, he's that he's that guy. Like, oh, oh, you're looking for that loan? Oh yeah, I got them. I got your money. Just I'll just come come back on Friday and I'll see you. And then the Friday happens. Like, yeah, 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 I got it. I got it. Just just come back on Tuesday. It'll be right on Tuesday. I'll see you then. Like, and people forget, and that's what he does. Uh... He's like that's that's literally been his entire career. He's just he's literally a grifter. That's his job. That's his profession. He can't be anything else. He's a two bit yeah. con man. Yep. I mean, yes. he's another enemy. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> it's the four. Like it's the it's the four horsemen, right? Did you uh do you know about the four horsemen at all, like in biblical terms? Of course. Seven to, seals. Yeah, I went to uh nine years of Catholic school. Oh, you did? I didn't know yeah. that. Yep. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Know all about revelations. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's it just good. I was looking I just looked at it just to see like uh, what they all represented because I couldn't remember. It was like conquer conquest, war, famine, and death. And it's like, when I think of like, you know, dictators like Trump, like you think of conquest, you know, you think like those are the, those are the imperial generals. Like those are the ones who are going to try to take over things. Like that's conquest. And like war, like moderates who are always at war progressives, right? Yeah. And so I'm like going yeah, down, I'm, going down nations, I'm like, but huh? And with other nations. Right, right, and then so then next one was uh famine, and then with famine, famine, we have like the Republican Party, and all they want to do is like drive all the social social stuff, like social uh, uh programs. They want to get rid of all of that stuff. They're gonna cause a famine. Like, they don't want to give us the. They have a pandemic going on right now. They're telling us we can't go to work. Then you're saying we that we owe you taxes, and we and they're not gonna give us any of the tax money that we've been giving them, like. Like it's a famine. You guys are slowly killing us. And the last one is death, and that's like things like grifters, right? That was like the other enemy that we have is grifters. People, and, people who are are trying to kill the progressive movement. Yes. So we got the four horsemen in the in in the biblical terms being conquest, conquest, war, famine, and death. And we can see that happening in real time with the four horsemen here in who are fighting progressives, like. Sorry, the only way that we win is by continuing the fight. <laughs> like, like you can't let the four horsemen win. 
you know, right. like fight the right people. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta I, fight I, it. You gotta emphasize that, right? Fight the the people who are actually. And I and I think I think that, that, that actually happens more than we give credit for. Like I think organizations. I, I love or I love organizations, progressive progressive organizations, because they do have that spirit. They do have that heart. And they seem like they to get to to get more uh, other to get other groups involved. You gotta be good, you have to be pretty organized. And I, I look at things like the poor people's campaign, like like that is a movement that is slow. It's building, it's building and it's building. And it's all because they're, they're organized. They, they, um, they're activated, you know, and they rub shoulders with the right people, like by doing their tours. Um, to me, that's, that's how you defeat your enemies. Like you talk about labor strikes, you talk about labor unions, like, like labor, if we can just get all those people together, like we were saying earlier, like like what makes a progressive progressive, like what the things that we that we think that they do and 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 what they value, like it's inclusion, right? And in this country, in this capitalistic country, we got a whole lot of labor, and we can be very inclusive of that labor, and that's what progressives want. We want, we really do want everybody to be in there to really look at it, look at each other and say, hey, Mikasa Sukasa, let's raise this together. Let, like, let's be part of the solution. Let's not hate each other. Let's just try to do the right thing. Like that, like let's, and let's not overwork ourselves <laughs> for no reason, you know? And I think that's at the, at the, at the bottom of it all. That's what we want for progressives. Like yeah. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I have a lot of respect for for those organizations, those activists, the ones that are out there doing doing the work consistently, right. building right. those connections. The Lord's work, right? <laughs> We can build another uh, giant labor work strike. We can we can do these things. It's just we gotta do the hard work because there's so much misinformation out there, so many obstacles. Those four horsemen are out there. Absolutely, and that, that's that's the that's the issue. That's we need to make sure we're continuing to fight the right people. Um, and not get held up in these inter-factional disputes. Because remember, the fourth horseman is death. Yep. Yep. Um, Which to me, the, that fourth one is that death comes from within. And if if death comes from within, that comes from people who say they are exactly like you, but they're not. Those are those grifters. Well, not only that, they, they're the ones saying that you know, they're the only ones that can be trusted. Right. That's the key. That's the key thing, right? Um, yep. 
like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm the only one. <laughs> if you're sitting there and saying someone claims to be the only perspective that matters, or that everybody else's perspective, that's not progressive. Wrong, then, then that's, that's not progressive. That's a, that's a, that's a red flag. It's a you red know? flag. It's a red flag because that's not progressive. No. What like when if you're a progressive, you don't believe in one. It's never no. just one. You have to have a round table. And it's not a square right. table, it's not a rectangle table, it's not a triangle table. It is a round table. There is no point at that table. Everybody deserves a say. Deserves to be heard and listened to. So if you're anyone saying that no one else counts but me, that's not progressive. No. That's not a DEI language right there. That's not a diversity, inclusion, and and, and equality language. That's authoritarian language. Just saying. <laughs> Absolutely. That's... It's just that's that's how you end up in the baby, so I threw a thousand in the air and blessed her with a hug. I done been dying so many times, walked on like a dirty rug. And now that I made it, can't fake it, gotta give me what I'm truly worthy of. And I don't know how much it really means to be right. But what a joy be to see some peace in this life. One thousand percent. So so you know this i got, i, I want to leave this on a positive note because i don't <laughs> because, as you can tell it's pretty well topical. i was i was going to say i mean i think the democrats have played the stimulus package better than they played a lot of things recently yeah so uh, if you didn't know if you didn't know um the republicans and the democrats uh came to a deal and they said that we'll give a one-time $600 offer to um, the public and you know big ton tons of tax breaks for the wealthy again and big surprise yeah big surprise uh, all these all these loopholes that would allow like you know you can write off three martinis for lunch and stuff like that <laughs> that's but, you know you know that's exactly <laughs> what all the day laborers are are are, are rejoicing over yeah. um but like, yeah, they they uh, they passed that. They sent it to the president. And President Trump made a made a four minute speech about how he doesn't he's going to veto it and he wants every American to get two thousand dollars. Okay. 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 <laughs> Sounds good to me. Come of go course, for it. In that, and of course, in that four minute speech, he was lacing it all with uh, xenophobia. Um, you know, just yeah, very, oh, yeah, very immigrant. So it wasn't it wasn't something to remark upon, but it was definitely him saying, Hey, every American should get two thousand dollars. Well, we got a lot of Democrats who are okay with six hundred. So um it makes Trump look good, but uh put the money in the people's pockets. I care less who how it gets well, there. I see people saying don't give Trump a win. I'm like, why not? Whatever. Yeah, no, he's put going the money the the, give the money to the people, the people are there. Yeah, give give, give them a win. Trust me, the people will. Yeah, take while that. while while we're at it, while we're at it, make tell convince Trump that he forgives student debt, like he'll be he'll stay president. Right, right. You know, I I honestly, Tom, I thought about that when I started seeing all these all these posts 
obviously planted by the Biden administration saying like they're going to forgive student loan debt. I thought to myself, man, if Trump sees this, he's going to do this like tomorrow. Just, <laughs> yeah, just, like just, just, to up Biden. <laughs> just to up your spike. No, <laughs> like just he, convince him that oh, doing good things will, will make him stay president. Just convince right. him. He'll do it. He, I mean, someone's got to get to him. I, I need to get some ad space on my. Did, you, did you see the? Quick. Did you see that he was ready to, to issue like an executive order giving everybody like three thousand dollar checks or something? I definitely he, did not see that. He and his advisors talked about it and stopped it at the last second. <laughs> hey, Donald Trump! Did you know they have a double cheeseburger? What? Wait, what? Like, just just distract him real quick. Just like, I, I feel like I feel like he's literally one of those people that has a conversation, and, and whoever the last person you talk to is the smartest person in the world. Oh man! Yeah, like you know what I mean? Like, like he's one of those people there. It's just like, yeah, that's a really good point. And the next yep. person he talks to, he's like, I just talked to this person. <laughs> well, no, he won't even say yeah. that. He'll, he'll say the idea like it's his own. You gotta like, be the guy that shows up with a book, acting like you're like some kind of author. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. no, no, just just get him in a room with like Noam Chomsky and like Bernie Sanders and like I don't know some, some other folks. Corey pillow, Bush, my pillow guy. The, don't get no, get the my pillow guy out of there. We don't want the my pillow guy. Just put him in a room with such a really awesome my pillow guy is always finding a way in that like, room. Like have, have him make him have a cup of coffee with Cornell West. Like <laughs> just see what he does. That's what I got. If, if Cornell was like, walked out that room, we're gonna have pillow, we're gonna have sad. big, beautiful criminal justice reform. We're gonna we're gonna abolish the prisons. That's what we need to do. No more death penalty. Like, yes, do it. Like will just be he'll be the most beloved president ever. It's just, it's, all yeah. it's all that's all it takes. He'll tweet out like he'll tweet out the move bombing was a terrible thing. Sad. Sad. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, that would be amazing. That'd be amazing if he ever just realized he could just totally make more money by being progressive. You know, like if he's if he suddenly turned. Well, he be- hasn't actually made any money though. That that's that's. <laughs> no, I I know I know, but if like if like really like from the last like lame this is end of the lame duck session for him, if he just did all progressive things, like. He could sell so many books about how he suddenly reformed himself. Like he's a completely different person. I'm telling you, America loves a comeback story. And if you had his, if you had this dude, that's why I think out. that's why I think that he's going to uh, his new um, apprentice show is going to be so heartfelt. He's going to be pulling on all the heartstrings. Yeah, yeah. Of course, every single every single thing that he does on the Apprentice it has to do with like the public is going to be like somehow saving Timmy in the well, and Timmy's always a white kid. Like, 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 like white people. Like, at, at the end of the show, all the progressive uh, white people are going to be like, "Oh, you know, he's such a sweetheart." And every black is be like, "This motherfucker never saved any black dudes from the well." <laughs> And no one's ever gonna notice. They'll be like, "Oh man, he's gonna, he's <laughs> gonna have this bizarre celebrity apprentice with like Kid Rock, the My Pillow guy, and like, <laughs> like what's his name, the guy that plays Chachi on Happy Days, Scott Baio. That's gonna, that's gonna be his new celebrity apprentice. Just... or whatever. 
<laughs> like Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That'd be He's great. Right wing media personalities. I have like Are Bill O'Reilly for the job of a lifetime. Bill O'Reilly will be like the narrator. Oh my god. <laughs> He's look, looking for work. Look, I've, I've gone back and watched the intro to The Apprentice lately. Yeah. Just like because I, I like you know you're like how did it go from this to like that? Yeah, dude. Isn't the if I remember correctly the beginning of the, the Apprentice like the 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 music that they put to it, it's completely mobster. It's all like soprano type stuff. Well, it's like he he it's the OJ's. <laughs> <laughs> it's money, 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 money. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like you see, like it's like a uh, clips of him walking out of a helicopter yeah. with the wind blowing his tie yeah. and like yep. him looking like it's like so like cheesy. It's super cheesy. Good but like him. you know, he's been the cartoon figure of wealthy businessman for like exactly. decades. And that's that's the thing. Like everybody just assumes he's a really good businessman. You know, he's a tough negotiator, and he's he's not a nice guy, but he knows deals. Like that's. that's I think I think of every single. That's like, been his pop culture role business. for like decades. If you have like if you franchise like a bunch of Papaginos, you love Donald Trump. <laughs> like, like I feel like that's. I feel like those are the guys that love Donald Trump. Like, like, yes, he has he is American dream. <laughs> he is the franchise. He is the franchise like Papaginos of of rich people. He's like the he is like the epitome of like cartoonish excess and wealth. That's, That's probably why like he gets along with the Saudis so well. He's right. just he gets here. He's like, what? You have like golden buildings. Say <laughs> <laughs> no more. <laughs> you, have, you, you have chocolate fountains. You treat please, women me, horribly. Can I please put my put my hand on that? ball that glowing ball glowing orb real quick i need some of that power <laughs> you guys treat women horribly and have big buildings it's this night i know he's like that's right up my alley me too <laughs> oh you guys need a need a what you want you want bombs yeah sure let me give you a give you a military yeah, you know, uh, trade real guys, quick how do you, you like this just show me how to do that i want yeah. gold buildings and broads <laughs> that's his that's He's basically a Saudi prince. Like, <laughs> he's a, he, yeah, like his dad asked him, like, when he was like real little, like, "Hey, son, what do you want to be when you grow up?" A Saudi prince. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. He's never had to be accountable for anything. Oh gosh. They chopped up the journalist. He's like, he's like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> it's so messed up. It's so messed up. The, the fact that that wasn't the worst thing that freaking happened is unreal. Yeah. Like, we are so bad. We are such a bad country when it comes to this type of stuff. Like, yeah, like, you know. Oh, man. But uh, like I said, Trump, Trump is basically a Saudi prince. Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. That's terrible. And at least he's dumb as hell. You, oh, my he God. Smart. If he was smart... We would really be in trouble like that. Like, like it would be, it'd be really one of those moments where, we're like, should I? I gotta leave this country because if he was smart and he actually got this, got this election, he is, he is just not a he, he, like Bush. I feel like played up the dumb thing quite a bit. Like, I feel like Bush. I don't know if he was playing. I don't know if he was playing it up. 
He but was he, dumb. I feel like he just didn't care. Right, right. It's like, like, Bush, like it's all it's all fun and games to him. Like, oh, you yeah, guys gonna make Bush fun? Played out, Bush, Bush played up the persona, the cowboy persona, though. He definitely no did. Doubt. No doubt, he loved that. He used, he used the simple man to his advantage. Like I remember, I remember this one debate moment where where Gore was like, "So what are you gonna do about the Denko Norwood bill?" And Bush was like, "The difference is I can get it done." And then and then Gore walked up to him. Oh yeah, what about the Dengel Norwood bill? And, and Bush just like nodded at him. Like <laughs> he plays up the cowboy thing to like. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good cover. Like yeah. I don't even know about those stinking Dengel cowboy bill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I get to it, Trump, Trump. Trump is literally a dumb person. Like like yeah. it's not even that he's a dumb person. He has no desire to to learn anything. His, his motto, his motto is literally wing it, like, like just wing it. But he has no desire to think deeply. He like does yeah. not think deeply at all. Like he doesn't he, care. He's, Why does he gotta care? Like yeah, like you listen to his speeches, they're just like surface level. And you know there are those that say you can test too much. You do know that. Who says that? Oh, just read Who? the manuals, read the books. Manuals? Read the what books. Manuals? Read the books. What books? What testing does? Who, no, no, sorry, shows, wait a minute. Who said, let, me, let me explain. What testing does, it shows cases. It shows where there may be cases. Other countries test. You know when they test? They test when somebody's sick. That's when they test. And I'm not saying they're right or wrong. Nobody's done it like we've done it. We've gotten absolutely no credit for it. But we've come up with so many different tests. The only thing that we have now is some people have to wait longer than we'd like them to. We it's want a big a, problem. We want point to point. We want to have a five minute to a 15 minute right. test. When we do you have, think? And like many others. Every from American. What I understand we're close to 50% where it's point to point test. We are making thousands of instruments, thousands of tests right now, tens of thousands that can be distributed to various parts of the country. But you have to understand, and we've even sent some of them to other countries where they had a big problem. Jonathan, almost 50%, in fact, I think the number might be over, is immediate testing. The other's tough. You take a test, you have to send it to a laboratory. Let's say that takes a day. Let's right. say it's a day. It's difficult. You know, so it's three or four or five days. There's nothing you do about that. But when do you think we'll have it? For I everyone? think that you what will day? have that relatively soon. I mean, again, what does that mean? you already have half. Yeah. Uh, I would much rather get back to you because I don't okay. want to have you That's right fine. in one month. That's fine. I didn't make it. I missed it by yeah, a day. It's it. a headline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do it very fantastically, and I hate everyone. And everyone, you know, as soon as, as soon as he gets to the end of the statement, I've noticed this because I've unfortunately tor tortured myself and listened to, to some of these speeches. And like, like, what, 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 especially when he's talking to the crowd, and it's very obvious that, like, he when he reaches the end of whatever like canned line he has and he doesn't get the response he wants, he transitions to. Like or being like a wrestler, be like like and, and looking at the crowd, and pretty much saying something about the crowd to make them like just cheer, because like he needs he needs to re to take. I've that noticed he'll like he'll like out. ask questions and he'll like never like he'll be like he'll be like you know the thing we know folks do what we know, and he'll like never come back to it. Right. <laughs> right. Right. He will just toss that out like uh, that was kind of odd, but whatever, and they move on. 
It's like, no, 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 no. He does this a lot, guys. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't just like a one, one off. Like, no, he does no, this a lot. This guy literally is just doesn't care enough to finish a statement because he's <laughs> he's a Saudi prince. That's that's what it Saudi is. Prince. Just thinking about the what built big build, you know, it was crazy. Like when he was with Kim Jong Un, he's like saying there, you can see, and he's like, he's like, you know, this would this would be a, a really nice spot. I could see so many nice hotels going up in North Korea. Like he was like saying, no, if you want, we could build lots of nice hotels in North Korea. Like, like this is just how his mind works. He's just like, right, right, straight to. What can I do to enrich myself real quick? But no, here's the other thing too. So so Queen Elizabeth can dissolve Parliament. Yeah. In not just Britain, but Canada, Australia, New Zealand. And she did it in Australia a few years ago when they were going through a political crisis. She's like, nope, new elections right now. Oh, can't wait to see that on the freaking crown. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if they're going to get to that season. Should probably wrap up. because Everyone... Stay weird. Stay weird. Stay weird and uh, stay focused on the task at hand. Stop fighting each other. Stop fighting each other. Stop fighting each other. Fight fight the real enemy. Yep. And have a good night. Good night, y'all. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy. Run, yep. run, 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 run. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, where the fuck have we here? These motherfuckers all throwing no roads. These guys with a bad dream better not sleep. Take a nose, nose.